0: Proverbs chapter 15, verse 16. I'm going to read a couple scriptures here. And then we're going to jump into this. I'm just going to make a few points. And Are you grateful tonight? Are you thankful to the Lord for what he's done? Praise God. And so I'm so grateful to God. And, you know, every Thanksgiving, it's a big, it's a very, it brings me back to first base, you know, until when God first touched my life. And it says here that, Better a little with fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Verse 17 says, Better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I pray that for the next uh, 20, 25 minutes, Lord God, that you would touch every heart and that you would teach us all, my God, to continue... Uh, to live 365 days with Thanksgiving within our heart. And that would remain thankful, Lord God, and we wouldn't turn to the right or to the left, but we would always look to the source, and that is to you. Father, we love you and bless you. Have your way tonight. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now, in the past, I know some of the people we're speaking to, thanksgiving is a time when the whole family comes together under one roof and we hope that the police don't get called, right? Come on, that's Victory Outreach folks. And uh, because, you know, towards the end of the night, things start happening. But because of God, how many know that we live a new life? We live a life of gratefulness, a life of of thankfulness and we chuckle about it because we know it's true, all right? Someone once said, and that's why I was, when I heard Sister Chella speak, I was like, okay, I think I'm on the right thread. Someone once said, it's like, you know, we, we buy things that we do not need with money we don't have to impress people that we don't like, amen? And that's during Christmas, and even after Christmas. See, not every family gathering is a happy time. And, you know, even today, you know what, before I left work, I was studying. I was going over these, my notes. And I had gotten a call from a, uh, one of the tenants that rents from us. And she called and she said, are you guys open on Thanksgiving? And I said, well, the, the facility's open, but the office is closed. She goes, "She goes, yeah, because uh, I need to get into my storage. And she goes, because she goes, me and my husband are getting a divorce. And my heart dropped and I just said, wow, you know what? I go, I said, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I'm really sorry that, you know, this is happening to you. And I said, yes, we are open. And, you know, and I, and, and I just told her, you know what? I, you know, I hope things work out well for you because I can't, I can't say anything, you know, over the phone. I'm not, they already told me, you know, don't, don't be, you know, we ministering over the phone or don't, you know, the customers, cause they might get a, you know why? Because they might get offended they said so i was just like okay so well you know i i hope i pray everything works out for you and when she said bye she started breaking she said okay thank you and she started crying and immediately i I began to pray for the lady and so not all thanksgiving gatherings is a happy time but i thought about the words of proverbs 15 15 of a couple scriptures up it says all the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. Amen. That's what I want to just mention tonight is, is that we've got to learn how to live 365 days with a grateful heart. I thank God that I came in on in Thanksgiving because it always reminds me. I'm Mr. Thanksgiving. I'm Pastor Thanksgiving. His dad used to call me up here every Thanksgiving to to. to, to, to Testify, me and my wife, and because, you know, it, God chose it that way. <laughs> but I'm thankful for that. I, I really am because because there was a time when I took everything for granted, I took my family for granted, I took my wife for granted. I took the beautiful, but three beautiful kids I have for granted. You know what? I would have had ten kids, but you know what? She said, "No, you, you ain't leaving me in that predicament." And uh, you know, because I, I like kids, I love kids. But you know, I, li- I like the scripture because it says a, a cheer- that a cheerful heart has a continual feast. See, uh, see people with a cheerful heart have Thanksgiving three hundred and sixty five days a year. You can have you know, it's possible. Yeah, we go through hard times, but you know what? If you remain thankful, if you remain thankful for the day, if you remain thankful for your children, if you remain thankful for your job, if you remain thankful for your church, if you remain thankful for your wife, if you remain thankful for the food on the table, if you remain, if you remain thankful for the shoes that you got, for the car that you have, for all the things that we have in this country, this blessed country that we're in, because we could have been born somewhere else. But for some reason, God chose us to be here and we need to be thankful about it see in proverbs 15:16 and in, in 17 solomon reveals two qualities that produce the cheerful heart that enjoys a continual feast these attitudes these attitudes of the heart are within reach for all of us because they don't depend on income they don't depend on position they don't Uh, depend on education, they don't depend on reputation, they don't depend on the size of the bank account, or any sort of uh, worldly attainment. The Bible says that the least among us may have a continual feast. That's why the Bible says that God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. See, we have a continual feast if we take these two verses to heart. The first thing we need to do is we need to fill your heart. You need to fill your heart with faith. You need to believe God for the impossible. You need that God's going to do something great in your family, great in your life. I always believed, man. When I came into the church, I said, God, you know, I want to do whatever God you want me to do. And you know what? I want to see... You know, my family, I want to see my children. I'm going to give it all I have because you touched me. You delivered me. You set me free from the clutches of sin and from the bondage of drugs and alcohol and all these other things. And you know what? I'm grateful. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And for years, you know, me and my wife sat here under Pastor Steve and, and, his, and his wife, Pastor Josie. And you know what? We did all we could and we helped. We did our part. We were part of, there was a great team here, just like there is here today. And, and you know, we, we, we were willing to, to, to sacrifice. We were willing to go the extra mile. We were willing to, you know, to, to be places early and late. Man, our, our kids used to sleep in the pews. Back in the day, we, when we had events, man, the kids, we just, you know, we had all night events sometimes. And the kids just slept in the pews. We brought blankets. We brought pillows. And, you know, it was, oh, I got to go home my kid. I got to take them home to bed. No, you them under the pew. We slept. put them right there. And the kids grew up. You know, they were used to it. That's why when we went out to pastor the church, let me tell you something. My daughters and my son, man, they did, they did a lot of work. They put in a lot of work. Christina was, I think, 16 years old, leading worship. Because she can sing now. Huh. Oh, I'm the only one to think so? Am I just a proud dad? Huh? Woo, I was like. But she learned here. She learned in Hayward. She learned in the children's church and, in, in, you know, in the services. And then, man, when we got over there, when we got over there, man, my our piano player, you know, pastor knows, you know. <laughs> when you're pastoring, sometimes the piano player, something happens to them. They, it's like a revolving door sometimes with the keyboard player. And musicians. And so, you know, my daughter was like, I remember one time, Remember when that song Blessed was uh popular? Well we had this uh we were at, at the church we were running at, and and all of a sudden I hear Selena going, dun dun dun, dun dun. I go, Whoa. Where'd you learn that? She goes, Oh, I just picked it up and I think somebody showed her a couple of keys and and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> you know, like they said, pastors know you can play something or sing. <laughs> And so uh, after that I, uh, you know, I started saying, you know, you need to start learning a little more. You need to start, I bought her a little uh, Casio, right? <laughs> I still have it. And then all she started, you know, she started playing with it. And then all little by little, man, she, she could do a couple songs. And then all of a sudden, man, well, you know, we need a keyboard player. And I said, Christina. <laughs> and she looked and, you know, she was like, Dad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know what? She, she did it. And, you know, she, she, she stepped up to the plate. And uh, and she was able to, and Manny, he, he jump, he was jumping on the drums and, you know, was able to, you know, you see your family doing, you know, stepping out and doing something for God. But Solomon here, so you, but that was all by faith. Man, I believed that for faith years ago. I, I, I believed that, that, you know what, I was going to see my kids doing things for God. And then to see, I've seen her singing up on the World Conference, singing up, you know, up there on the, on, the, on the front line, but I seen it years ago. So you got to see your kids doing great things for God right now. Huh? And you got to believe God. You got to fill your heart with faith through thanksgiving and say, you know what, God, I'm, I, I know you're faithful because I seen what you did in my life. I seen what you can do not in other people's lives. I seen all the miracles that you can do. And I'm believing right now because when I came in, like I said, Christina was six months old selena was two and a half and manny was four and i after i came in i believe man my kids one day because i seen them already doing it and, and stephanie their kids were growing up and i all these years and i said man you know I, that's how i want to see my family but i believed it see the bible says here that better a little with the fear of the lord than great wealth with turmoil see check out that first word Better. Somebody say better. How many know, there used to be a saying that things are better with what? Coke. Or was it Pepsi? It was one of them, Coke, right? But it's, Scripture says that things are better with Jesus. Things are better with the fear of the Lord. Some things are better than others. And Solomon, who was not only the the wisest man of his time, but he was the richest man in the world. And he's not talking about, He's not talking here to exalt poverty as if it is, it is preferred, you know, than wealth. You know, we don't say, oh, I want to be poor. Most poor people would like to be wealthy if given a chance, right? And many of them work long hours trying to get ahead right now. So, you know, Solomon's not saying that, you know what, that we need to walk around poor. Well, what he's saying is to be, that, you know, that it's better to be, you know, to fear God then to have a lot of things, you know, have, a lot of great, have great wealth and you know, all these things that we chase after, right? Because along with it comes turmoil, amen? See, that's why we need to just be grateful for the little things. I've seen over the years that God has, you know what, molded uh, me and my wife and shaped us to just be thankful for the little, amen? And to fear God. But from the beginning of time, there's always been more poor than rich, right? Jesus said the poor will always be against, will always be with us. And one of the reasons I believe is because in the story of the lepers that Jesus healed, how many know only one came back? Huh? Only one chose to be grateful. Only one chose to continue to re- receive the blessings of God. Only one chose, so, so Jesus already did the math. He said, you know what? A lot of people are going to walk away from me. A lot of people are going to, you know what, are going are gonna to take my, my grace in vain. They're going to take my healing in vain. And only one person can. Jesus said, didn't I heal nine? Huh? See, Jesus wants to bless us all. He wants to, you know what? He wants us to live a life that, you know what, where, where God shows off and shows what he can do And what he will do. See, this has nothing to do with wanting, you know, to you know to you know, we don't have to be sorry, you don't have to be sorry for being rich or having money. What this is saying is that you know what is that we just need to fear God. We need to put God first, His principles first in our life. Because see, Jesus said in Matthew twenty-six, he said, these words which can seem callous, well, that's not the words, but these words seem kind of callous. Because Jesus said the poor will always be with you and with us. They seem callous. But when they're interpreted right, Jesus himself said in the last part of the verse that, but you will not always have me. And what Jesus is saying is that, you know what, is that I won't always be here to fear. And how many know Jesus is coming back? You know, one day, you know, see, right now we walk as Christians and believers and we feel good. We feel protected. We feel the presence of God. We know that God's got our back, but one day the Holy Spirit's going to be gone, and you're not going to be able to feel God. I don't know if you realize that. huh? The Spirit's going to be taken away. Jesus said, you won't always have me. See, some things matter more than others, and one of the things that, need, that we need to do is that we need to fill our hearts with faith, and be grateful and honor God each and every day I thank God we're able, we're able to do that like you know, that was just what uh, Sister Chella was saying she took my point amen but it's good the words of Solomon remind us that wealth is not a cure all amen all Ecclesiastics though 1019 says that that money is the answer for everything right but have many know that Solomon man he talked in uh, you have to understand him the Bible says that it's better to have some money than none at all and yes the rich have large houses they have nice furnishings excellent medical insurance and protection against many troubles but how many know that death comes knocking to the rich as it does to the poor the rich get cancer and die also the rich divorce. The rich have big problems with their children. See, wealth provides only a limited protection in this world. We cannot compensate for the breakup. It cannot, wealth cannot compensate for the breakup of a marriage. For children in jail or sudden death. I read about a, a wealthy man whose son died in a plane crash. And speaking of it, he said, Once you lose your son, you find out that there is no such thing as serious money. Life and death are serious, money is not. Wealth cannot compensate for the breakup of a marriage. And so we need to understand that first we need to have faith, we need to believe God for great and mighty things. Some of you, I'm talking to you right now, you need to believe for your children. You need to believe for your marriage. You need to believe for that job, for that business that God wants to do, for that ministry that God wants you to get involved in. Because I believe that God is going to do something awesome. And you've got to remain thankful. You know one thing I found out? Sometimes I, th- I, I look at God and I say, God, why, you know, why are you so merciful to me? Why have you been so, you know, gracious to my life? And I found out that my grandmother, who lived right here in Oakland, I remember we used to, well, I, I was born in Oakland. Now I lived in Oakland until I was like four years old, five years old. We moved to over, over here to Union City, but we used to go visit her, and we hated, I hated to go visit her because <laughs> I was young. <laughs> I was really young. You know, I was like Lulu and them. And my grandmother had a hole in her throat. From smoking. Right? And she had one of those old so you know, we were little kids and we used to go over there and she used to turn the machine on you know and she used to stick this thing down her throat and and we used to be like, kids. You know, but I love my grandma. You know, she was she used to always bless us and she always you know, she was awesome. But I, I didn't know and I found out later because my dad uh I guess he just didn't. He wasn't a God-fearing man at the time. And when I when I went to her funeral, when she passed away, she was like 96 when she passed away. And we we were like, "Where's the funeral?" And it was at some little church, man, Pentecostal church. Uh, I forget which street it was, 46th, 47th Avenue. And we, and and they told me that that's a my that my grandmother went to that church. That was her church. And they said that. I don't know, 30 years ago that she gave her life to the, to the Lord. And she was grateful, even the way, you know, the way she was. She couldn't talk. She's like, You know, you could barely hear her. And, uh, but I had found out that her and my grandfather, they divorced, right, when they were younger, but they both got saved, and they were both serving God. And I believe that, you know what, that, that there, some of the work that they did, that it even, like, fell into my life. Amen. See, the things that you do today, man, you know what? It's going to cover your children and your grandchildren and their children's children as you follow God and as you surrender to God. Remain faithful and give God everything that you got. How many know we all come in and we all go out the same way? We all come in, we all go out. The lesson's clear. Most of us will never be truly rich, although we are rich in actuality. But we can all be rich in faith, right? Rich in faith, rich in love, and in the knowledge of our God. James 2.5 says, Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom He promised those who love Him? You see, God is, God is you know what, at one time we might have been poor, We might have been weak. We might have been, you know, all messed up. But God has chosen you and I to inherit his kingdom. And that's something to be excited about. That's something to be grateful about. That's something to praise God about each and every day. And you know what to live, man. Each and every day that you wake up, that you know that you're royalty, that you are a chosen generation, that you are a royal priesthood, that God has called you to to be an heir of the throne. All of us, you know what? We're like Chef. all of us. Huh? We we're, we're, were dead dogs. And for some reason, you know what? God said, I believe God looked in and, and he said, you know what? Miss is, uh, Aguilar, is there anybody left in the household of the Aguilars? Huh? That's out there that, you know what, that I can bless? Somebody that's messed up? Huh? And I believe God looked down and said, oh, yeah, there's a guy. He sleeps in the car in that the 1972 Mustang behind uh, St. Rose Hospital. Yeah, that Aguilar kid. And I believe that God heard my cry the day I cried out to him. And God began to, you know what? God began to send down blessings from above. God seen my heart. He seen You know what? Deep inside that guy's got a good heart. I could use that heart. If I could get a hold of that heart and turn it for my honor and glory, you know, I could do great and mighty exploits. And that's what God's looking for. He's looking for hearts. He's looking for hearts that, you know what, that will serve God with all that they have. Are you giving God all that you have? See, because having a grateful heart will cause you to give your best. If truly grateful, you'll give your best. You'll, you know, you'll do all that you can to make a difference for God's honor and glory. And I, I believe also, you know what, being uh, one of the reasons that I really believe I'm here and even in this church is because, you know, being thankful is, 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 is means being, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for what God did to me in my life right here in Victory Outreach Hayward. I came from this church. I've seen a lot of pastors come back and a lot of past pastors, Come and go, and they're not around no more. And I, when I was contem- contemplating coming back, returning back to Hayward, I was thinking, but I'm, am I going to, you know, am I going to do like the others? Huh? Am I going to, or am I going to? You going to keep fighting the fight? You going to give up, or you going to, you know, you going to keep going? Amen. And I, God spoke to my heart. You know what? He, he reminded me about Thanksgiving. Huh? saved you on thanksgiving you got to remain you know and i what you know and, and i was like no i got to go back because thanksgiving man it breeds loyalty i said i got to go back to my church and I, you know and i kind of you know your head's spinning and doing all these different things see but just because that you know we didn't finish what we were doing that doesn't mean we failed Huh? That's what God spoke to me. he Said, "Son, you saw so you didn't fail." He said, "He said you know what, man? You, you matter of fact, you stepped out, man, and you did something a lot of people won't do. Most people won't do. Because when I when we went out, you know what? We uh, we sponsored ourselves, <laughs> right? We didn't go out with uh, you know, really a team. We didn't go out with." we went out with our own. We so we financed ourselves. And we almost came back by ourselves. And I thank God the pastor helped us out, man. Amen. How many love our pastor? Are, they're awesome. Thank God that they helped us. Amen. Because, you know, we've went through some some heavy stuff. You know. But I'm, you know, I and you know, I got I went through all kinds of emotional trips. I was hurt. I was mad at the ministry. I was. Mad at Pastor Stevon. No. <laughs> Mad at my regional pastor. But, you know, that, that was just the, the devil was trying to get me to bite on something. Huh? Just get me to bite the cheese. Amen? And I said, no, man, you know what, man? I'm, I'm grateful. Look what God allowed me to do. Look what God allowed us, t- you know, to t- try. And I'm thankful for the experience. Amen? Because God might call our number again. I didn't hear an amen over here. <laughs> but I'll leave it to God. And I remember the first time we were going out, I was like, guys, did you tell your wife? Did you tell your wife? I go, No. I'm I'm just praying, man, I'm just praying. And then, you know, God spoke to her. Amen. But I'm just thankful, Amen, and and you know what? We do. We have to understand that, you know what, that that we got to get to know God deeply and intimately so that we can know God even more, so that we can hear the voice of God. Have you been hearing the voice of God within your life? Is it God that's speaking to you? When you come to church, is it just another service? Or are you asking God to, you know what, speak to me, Lord? Show me what you want me to do. I need to hear the voice of God because, you know, church can just become repetitious, but God has to give you a passion. I like brother Frank back there man that guy's been going to the prison ministry for 20 years. We used to go together. And he's still going. I thought maybe he dropped out or something but he's like man he's like top dog now. Maybe you could, could you give me a brown card? You just give me a pass and just no. <laughs> but uh, faithful faithful brother. The next thing and we're going to get ready to close with this. Maybe the worship team could just come up here. Amen. Let me just jump back here. The last thing I believe is that Thanksgiving is a choice. Amen. Amen. It says you have to choose to be grateful. Because the world is is a, it's a difficult place that we live in. The world is hard. The, the world will beat you down. Uh-huh. When you're young, you're fearless. You think you, you know it all. You think we can do it all. Think we don't need nobody. Think we don't. You know we can conquer all things. And then after a little while, man, the, the world just keeps man another uppercut, another uppercut, right cross, phew, bomb. He just the world can just. Like, hit on you. Right? Am I right? Huh? And especially if you walk off the path. Especially if you, like, start getting into dark deeds. Amen. Where many of us have been. But we need to understand that Thanksgiving is a choice. Yeah, it's hard. We go through many difficult things. But I really believe that we can still wake up Tomorrow. The Bible says that the mercies of God are new every day. Amen. And we could wake up tomorrow, we might go to bed with this going on. But we could wake up in the morning and fall on our knees and say, God, here I am. I need you. Work in my behalf. Help me to get through this situation. Help me to walk through this storm. Help me to, you know what, to conquer my fears. I want to do all I can for you, God. And I'm going to show you that I love you because, you know what, I'm going to to show you that I'm thankful because whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. Whatever you challenge me to do. Are you living your life or are you living the life God wants you to live? There's a difference. Amen. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and stand tonight. So you gotta choose to wanna be grateful. A lot of times we say we're thankful. But it shows in our giving. It shows in our church attendance. And tonight, your family needs to see it. When you go to see your families, let them see how grateful you are. Make sure they pray. Huh? You need to be like that little kid, little Naveya. I, I ate last night and she said, pray, 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 and, you know, before I put my plate down. So we prayed. I got up for seconds, right? I put another piece. She made me pray for my seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man. No, 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 she's all praying. Pray for your seconds. I'm all right. But I, I, I know that, you know, what well, we have to do this with our kids and that's great that you bring your children continue to fight the good fight continue to remain faithful don't give up on God remain faithful to God remain thankful to God look, look, just think for a moment I want you to just I'm going to call pastor up and I want you to bow your heads and I want you to think about all that God has done for you think about where you were when God came and rescued you where were you at?